You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. It is game week six, and I should have captained Bukayo Saka. The one game week six in the books. Um, an interesting game week, of course, and interesting to see how Arsenal have turned things around. I will get to them shortly, but uh, I can't believe Arsenal players are now captainable. But, anyways, that's beside the point. To start off game week six, we had Chelsea nil, Manchester City won. These are clearly the two best defensive teams. Um, as I said in the previous podcast, from game week seven, you will expect to see people either doubling up on Chelsea defenders or bringing them in if they didn't have them before. I also mentioned Joao Cancelo. He has been amazing and phenomenal since game week two. Somebody on the watch list. I was waiting to bring him in after game week seven because they played Chelsea and Liverpool. But it's starting to look like Manchester City are game week proof in that it does not matter the opposition. They can keep a clean sheet. And if you have Cancelo there's always the opportunity of having an offensive um, set of points as well. And he's done it yet again. A clean sheet at Chelsea alongside an assist. So that, another 12-pointer for Joao Cancelo. Only priced at 6.1, much cheaper than Trent. Probably, in my mind, the best defender to have from Manchester City. High upside, and of course, the clean sheet stability of a Diaz or a Laporte. Now, the port obviously is also equally as strong in terms of um, being a threat on set pieces, corners and free kicks. But certainly, Cancelo, even during the regular open play, is usually up front there. So 6.1 is interesting to consider him. He has played 19 minutes in every game, not once been benched or rotated out. Keep in mind, this is Pep we're talking about. He has not, he doesn't seem to want to do a roulette this year. So Cancelo, 6.1. I want to consider bringing him in. I think, again, just the fixtures scare me. And so I'm not bringing him in until game week eight for that reason. But if you want to take a risk on him, honestly, from the way things are looking, it does not matter. Chelsea, Liverpool, whomever, Cancelo and the rest of the Manchester City backline are just keeping clean sheets everywhere, considering only one goal all season long. Wild. Anyway, the goal was from Gabriel Jesus. He also started to look decent. Um, he has blanked twice, of course. Uh, sorry, three times, I should say. Uh, game week one against Tottenham, because obviously Tottenham won that game. Uh, he scored now at Chelsea. He got an assist at Arsenal. And of course, two assists at Norwich. So Jesus at 8.6. Worth considering. He's playing over 16 minutes. Seems like he might be one to consider. The rest of Manchester City, of course, looked decent. Uh, again, you've got Laporte, you've got Diaz. If you want to get in Laporte, he is now priced at 5.5. So still an easy entry into Manchester City. Diaz, 6.1, similarly priced with Cancelo, with lower attacking threats. So I would probably go Cancelo for that reason. However, Diaz is obviously nailed in. So you know that Diaz is going to start as much as possible, unless he needs an absolute rest. On the Chelsea side, uh, Alonso. 5.9 currently priced. He's got a nice run of fixtures. Obviously, Chelsea, all Chelsea players have a nice run of fixtures. We've got Southampton next, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, 
Burnley, and then Leicester. So all the way to a game week 12, it's just all greens. So if you're looking to bring in Chelsea players, now is the time. You've got Alonso at 5.9. You've also got Rudiger, who is priced at 5.7. 5.74 Antonio Rudiger as well. Um, and of course, you've got Lukaku as well, who you can just bring in if you want to replace Ronaldo going into the next difficult set of fixtures for Manchester United. So, on to the next game of the game week. Uh, as I said already, Manchester United nil. Aston Villa won. Um, so, we finally answered our penalty situation. And so, we know that Bruno will be taking penalties. At least, that is the expectation. He skied the penalty he got against Aston Villa. Got no points at all as a result. Um, it, yeah, just, just a bad outing for Bruno Fernandes. Um, 11.9, he has dropped to about 27.9% of the league. Um, they've got Everton, Leicester, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Manchester City next. In the middle of that, of course, there's the UEFA Champions League games. So it'll be interesting to see how United navigates the next set of fixtures. Keep in mind, Luke Shaw is also injured. So Luke Shaw is out for the next little while. Uh, for Manchester United, he did not complete the game. He also got um, no points. He had a yellow card, came off in the 33rd minute. And so, no points for him. 5.4. I have already gotten rid. And as you know, if you listen to my podcast from time, I generally avoid Manchester United players. And, well, I'm feeling a little smug as time goes on. Only having Ronaldo and not even looking to get him out for the next couple of games and then bring him back a little later. I think United aren't going to navigate the next set of fixtures very well. Ronaldo is still, you know, GOAT, but um, United are not looking very good without him carrying that team. And it's always shocking how much strength this man has in his back. He's constantly carrying teams. On the Aston Villa side, their defense is looking back to its regular potential with Martinez back in goal. This is now their second clean sheet back to back. 3-0, obviously, at Everton, and now 1-0 away to Manchester United. They play Tottenham next, who also look abysmal. So Martinez at 5.5 is one to look out for. Matty Cash at 5.0 is one to look out for. He scored his first goal for the club against Everton last time out, and obviously kept a clean sheet at United. Um, you can also look at Tyrone Mings as well at 5.0. Um, again, options are plenty at Aston Villa if you want to try them out. Uh, in the attacking side, of course, Ings is still, you know, doing his thing as much as he can. But I would potentially go for uh, Ollie Watkins. I think Ollie Watkins is the one who looks the most interested in actively scoring from open play. Ings is still a great player, don't get me wrong. But uh, Watkins looks the one more lively from my own eyes. Everton 2, Norwich nil. Uh, Dukure scoring again. Townsend took the penalty, which I was stunned by. I would have imagined that Damari Gray would take it. He took it in pre-season. So it was surprising to see Townsend taking the penalty. But that notwithstanding, uh, we've now learned who is the penalty taker in absence of Richarlison. And of course, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, on the assist column, Alan and my captain, Damari Gray. This was a great game week to take that punt on Damari Gray because obviously the regular assets did not explode for points. Um, at best, maybe some got eight, seven. Uh, and of course, I had six with Damari Gray. So it wasn't a big uh, error in that way. As a result, of course, I had a small bump in my arrow being green. I went up from about 330k to about 317. So at least I did not drop, but at the same time, um, unfortunately, Everton did not roll over Norwich as I expected they would. 
on the Norwich side, Norwich actually looked much better considering they're the worst defense in the league. The two goals they conceded were just errors, just mindless errors. The penalty, of course, and just a slack in judgment at the end of the uh, towards the end of the game where Dorcore scored from a great assist. Um, that's not to say you should get any Norwich players, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Do not get uh, Norwich players. That's, please do not do that. It's not helpful to your FBL team. But they actually looked slightly better. Um, and even Crew pulled off a nice save from... Uh, oh, snap, I can't remember his name off the top of my mind now. And right now his face is staring me right in the eye. But anyways, um, they had a really good... He pulled off a really amazing save. And uh, unfortunately... Um, Everton didn't score more, I think. They could have scored a lot more. Leeds won West Ham two goals from Rafinha again. Um, it is what it is. He has now scored in back-to-back games. Three goals on the season. Uh, already half his tally from last season entirely already. So Rafinha at 6.5, somebody to consider. He's scoring now. Um, so definitely worth bringing in. Uh, they play Watford, Southampton, Wolves, and Norwich next. So... Rafinha, 6.5, on my watch list right away. The assists were from uh, Click. On the West Ham side, uh, Antonio, again, scored. Back from uh, suspension, scored immediately. Enough for three bonus points. Um, of course, he got a yellow card, but it is what it is. It's Antonio, we forgive him. And on the own goal side, we had uh, Furpo, Junior Furpo, who I thought would be an amazing player to come in. He has not turned out well at all for Leeds so far from an FPL standpoint. Um, just blanks and one-pointers and negative points. It's just not been a good time. Started at 5.0. He is now priced at 4.8. So please avoid Junior Firpo at this time. I know they have a good run of fixtures, but uh, he is not looking good at all at this time. Uh, Bamford looks injured currently, so he did not feature in this game. Um, but he should be back in time um, for after the international break where uh, Leeds play Southampton. So they'll be back then. However, for the current game, I think it'll be Rafinha. It'll be a Rafinha show in my mind. Antonio as well, 8.0 if you want to get him back in your teams. He looks brilliant still. Um, their next set of games, they play Brentford, Everton, Tottenham. Um, Tottenham, of course, looks shabby and pretty poor. But uh, the Everton game might be... a could be a fun one, but Brentford just looks so good. Wow. Anyways, we'll get to that game shortly. Leicester 2, Burnley 2. Two goals from Jamie Vardy. Uh, enough for 11 points. 10.4. And Vardy's just going about his business getting points, quite frankly. Um, he's getting points every other game at this rate. They play Crystal, pa- Crystal Palace next. Manchester United and Brentford. So, Jamie Vardy, 10.4. Just doing his thing. On the Burnley side, you had Corne who scored, and of course, Jamie Vardy again with an own goal. So without that own goal, he really could have had about 13 points. So that would have been a nice double-digit haul for Jamie Vardy. Um, just unfortunate on the own goal side. Assist, Tielemans, Hinacho, Westwood, and Matej Vedra. So those guys, eh, probably just doing their own thing, but I would not bring any of those guys into my squad. Just from what I see, um, it doesn't look like they'll be consistent points providers. Vardy, obviously, is the one if you're going to go Leicester at all. Um, as I already said, the next fixture is Crystal Palace. The after the half, United and Brentford. So, Jamie Vardy, 10.4. Watford won, Newcastle won. Um, these are now the guys who are now becoming very, very consistent. Ismail Asar, again with the points. He scored, you know, for two bonus points, 
And of course, nine points. Currently priced at 6.3. I would no longer recommend getting Ismaila Saar because they play Leeds next, which of course should get them points. So if you have Ismaila Saar, you hold. But if you do not have him, I do not recommend bringing him in now. They play Leeds next, as I said already. Liverpool after that. Everton, Southampton, Arsenal, Manchester United, Leicester, Chelsea, Man City. So literally after this Leeds game, it is going to be a try by fire for the next eight games for Watford. So we'll see what they're really made of. And we'll see if Esmael Asar can show up against the big boys. So far, he's only shown up in three games out of six. So half, I mean, good enough. But you will see what they're really made of when they start playing the teams in the upper echelons of the Premier League. On the Newcastle side, Alain Saint-Maximin, a gain. A gain. An assist against Watford, three bonus points, currently priced at 6.8, performing like an above seven player, even at 6.8, still good value at 6.8. They play Wolves next, Tottenham and Crystal Palace. Uh, Chelsea, the next big game after that, but Brighton, Brentford, Arsenal, Norwich, Burnley. So still a good run for Alain Saint-Maximin, 6.8. If you're looking for somewhere to put uh, a third attacking striker, 6.8. It's a good price for Alain Saint-Maximin. And it's annoying me because I have seen him play. I put him on my watch list, did not purchase him. I went instead for Jimenez, who's finally scored, by the way, but we'll get to that shortly. And I've just kept watching him drop points consistently. After the United game, I remember saying specifically, this guy's starting to look consistent. If you want to bring him in, it's a good time. They played Leeds, he did the business. He's played Watford again. He's done the business. This is the thing about watching fantasy and watching sports. Like sometimes you know who it is and you just, for whatever reason, don't want to take it. Like imagine me purchasing Alancy Maximan and expecting points. But quite frankly, that's what he's done. So I have to take the risk and succeed at some point. So I will consider it. I'll keep it on my watch list, even though Antonio is upper. It's higher on my uh, it's higher on my watch list than Alancy Maximan just because Antonio and I currently don't have Antonio. Uh, the goal was from Sean, um, Sean Langstaff, Sean Longstaff, I should say. Sorry, and of course the assist column for Watford was Josh King. So those guys looking really good. Quick thing I want to add in here: Ben Foster, priced at four point zero, started and completed two back to back games. If you are considering your wild card, and you already have a goalkeeper you want to start. Ben Foster at 4.0, excellent value. 4.0, if you're, you're probably going to spend, not going to spend much on your backup goalkeeper anyways. So it's most likely going to be a 4.0 guy. You might as well take up Ben Foster, leave him on your bench. In the event, at whatever reason, when they play some really weak team, you could just leave him there and get some points for bonus if you think your other goalkeeper is playing Manchester City or, you know, Liverpool. So 4.0, Ben Foster, steal. Next game of the game week, Brentford three, Liverpool three. This game was in part the reason why they didn't want to captain Salah. Um, I thought Brentford would make a good account of themselves. They did. Um, of course, Salah did score. Jota did score. So I was happy to get those points. Um, but really, Brentford showed up. Uh, goals from Janelt, Pinnock and Wisa on the Brentford side. On the Liverpool side, Salah, Jota and Curtis Jones. So Liverpool just showing up quite frankly, doing their thing, but their defense, for whatever reason, couldn't hold out against Brentford. Assists, 
Jansen and Tony. On the Liverpool side, Henderson, Fabinho, Robertson. Uh, other thing I'm going to mention, happy to see that Trent did not feature. Uh, of course, I do wish he recovers and gets well soon. But really from a greedy FPL perspective, thank God Trent is not available because that guy is so highly owned and he's so dangerous in the FPL game. So that drops out Trent, drops out Shaw, who are two well-owned defenders who are currently not featuring. So it's forcing people to make other decisions. Um, It'll be interesting to see where people go. I suspect it's going to go to Chelsea players, Cancelo, or some other City defender at this current time. So we'll see how people continue to adjust based on Trent not being available till after the international break. So... Keep that in mind. If you have Trent, he is not going to be available to after the international break. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has already mentioned that he doesn't want to rush him back. And certainly um, he is. He felt something. So he doesn't want him to risk it. Southampton nil. Wolves won. Jimenez finally on the score sheet. So good to see him scoring again um, since that head injury. And it was very well taken. Sat a couple of players down and finished it brilliantly. Should have had his second goal towards the end of the game or an assist, depending on anything he could have done. He should have scored again. Should have at least returned a second time. But really, I'm not going to be greedy. I've held him since, I believe, the Watford game or the Brentford game. And he looked really, really sharp. Uh, 7.5, owned by 5.1% of the league. I think going forward, now that he's scored, it looks really, really good. He plays Newcastle, or who also looks pretty terrible defensively. So I'm going to hold... I wanted to change him into Antonio, but I'm going to hold and now I'm considering dropping Ronaldo because of that performance. I think uh, Jimenez just looks very good. Um, now that he's getting his match fitness back and scoring, it's going to be amazing. <sighs> Famous last words. <laughs> um, on the assist column, Jose Sa. Jose Sa, yes, that is correct. The goalkeeper for Watford had an assist in this game. Plus a clean sheet plus three bonus points and six saves. Enough for 14 points. The reason why I didn't mention him at the beginning of this podcast being someone should have captained is because there's no chance in hell you're going to captain a goalkeeper. There's, there's just no chance. Not when you have Ronaldo, not when you have Lukaku, not when you've got Salah, Bruno. Like literally, there is no chance. And if you're going to captain a goalkeeper, you're never going to captain a Wolves goalkeeper. Let's be honest. So no chance I'm going to mention him at the beginning of my podcast. No chance ever. But anyways, Jose saw 14 points. What a game. Um, and I had Marcel on the bench and it would have been a much better game week. I could have entered, you know, the higher 20, 200s uh, if I just played Marcel just because you get that clean sheet as well. Um, but again, Wolves look very, very good. Um, they brought on Triore, so he didn't start that game. Just something to notice. Uh, Southampton concern me i had livermento but if you look back on the um jimenez goal josie i'm sorry when josie saw crossed the ball the ball kicked it down the field you will notice that livermento and kyle walker pizza just seemed to be ball watching if jimenez didn't complete the goal he could have laid it off for podence on the other side of where uh kyle walker pizza was so i'm not sure what's going on with southampton's defense but having livermento i just had to drop him I just had to. It just didn't look very good at all. Again, I understand it was only one goal they conceded. Fair enough. And Livermento is only 4.2. But I already have Duffy. So I'm fine in that category. I just had to drop him. I upgrade him all the way to Chelsea. But we'll get back to that in a quick second. Arsenal 3. Spurs 1. Aubameyang scoring. 
Emo Smith Rowe, and of course, the most captainable player in hindsight, Bukayo Saka, scored as well. Um, assist, Emo Smith Rowe and Bukayo Saka. On the Spurs side, Hyung Min Son and Regulon scored. Um, in terms of this game, Harry Kane looked poor, um, unfortunately, and I'm not sure what is going on with Spurs. They, they just look abysmal, like completely abysmal. Um, it is now being rumored that you know Nuno might be fired. Uh, yeah, it 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 doesn't look good. Like from being manager of the month in August slash September, and sorry in August, and now entering September, he's just looking like the worst um, coach at all. So uh, yeah. Anyways, Bukayo Saka six point three. If you're looking for someone to consider in the Arsenal setup, I think Bukayo Saka is the one. Um, he is you know he's probably the most influential. Atessa, I think uh, he's the one most likely to get it among the points. If you do not want to spend that six point three on Bukayo Saka, Emil Smith Rowe five point three, equally good value. He has finally returned this season, so he got an assist this season. Five point three certainly works hard. Certainly tries to get in the box. Um, better than Odegaard in my mind. Of course, Odegaard did score that wonder free kick last time out against Burnley, but really, I think he is now the pass to the assist. Uh, Odegaard so I would potentially go Emil Smith-Rowe or Bukayo Saka or you could always cough up the 9.9 it takes to get Obama Yang. their next fixtures Brighton Crystal Palace Aston Villa Leicester so decent fixtures winnable games um, so Arsenal certainly starting to look like a top 10 team top 10 I, I, I think that's as good as they're going to get top 10 um, in the goal uh, I would say Ramsdale again Completed the game, seems to now be the uh, the starter. Four point five plays for Arsenal. A really good defense, really good, not amazing, really good. They got Partey doing his thing, so it looks okay. Uh, Four point five, I might consider Ramsdale. And of course, the final game of the game. Oh yeah, sorry. Before I move to the final game, uh, Tomiyasu as well also looks very good, and Ben White at four point five also worth a punt if you are interested. So those would be people that would look at in Arsenal's backline. Ben White, Ramsdale, and Tomiyasu. I think Tierney is a little too expensive. I think Gabriel is also a little too expensive considering he's not an attacking threat like that. Um, so that's, those would be my recommendations. All right, Crystal Palace won, Brighton won. Goals from Wilf Zaha with the penalty. And of course, Conor Gallagher again. 5.7, giving attacking returns one more time. Uh, as I said already, I think Crystal Palace against people that are their size, so the Brightons of the world, the Brentfords, they will have some returns, but against the bigger teams, they don't show up. It's understandable. It's fair. Chelsea didn't do anything. Uh, Liverpool didn't do anything, but literally they gave that work to <laughs> They gave that work to Brentford. Unfortunately, they couldn't score at the time, but it is what it is. Scored two at West Ham, pummeled Tottenham, and now shown you can score against Brighton. So I think Crystal Palace against uh, average teams will be okay. But against the bigger teams, I think they'll fold over. Uh, that's understandable. And on the Brighton side, Neil Mopi scored in the final minute of the game. Uh, 6.5. She has now scored four times this season. Looks okay. I think 6.5 might be worth it, but I think Alanti Maximan is more consistent at this time. Brighton play Arsenal, Norwich, and Manchester City next. So those are the next three. Arsenal, they could score. Norwich, they should score. City probably won't score. And after that, Liverpool. So... Uh, probably not a good time to get in your Brighton assets. If you already have Sanchez, hold um, and maybe transfer out after the Norwich game. Or you could also just get, you know, Ben Foster and rotate those two together. 
that would be another way to go. Um, that'd be cool. So that'd be that. Now, I did mention the previous podcast from October, which, you know, we're in October now. We will now be doing uh, a setup where, you know, we'll do a recap right after the game week and the week before, or at least the few days before the game week, we'll then talk about some strategies and things we're looking at. So just as a preview, for example, this week, I think a lot of Chelsea players are going to be had in terms of defense. Lukaku is probably going to be the most popular captain. And people are probably going to swap out Ronaldo to Lukaku. That's probably going to be the most popular transfer this coming game week and the next two. Um, I also think, for example, um, Cancelo is just going to rise again over the international break. So once the game week starts, you might want to, if you're wildcarding, especially in this international break, Cancelo might be someone you want to grab early because he will potentially change prices, uh, especially if they keep a clean sheet against Liverpool. Kevin De Bruyne is back. Phil Foden is back. I think they're going to want to revenge um, their loss against PSG. So I'll be watching for that City game, but I really think City will edge it 1-0. Uh, yeah, so all right, we'll look out for that in the next coming uh, days with the international break coming. I'll see you guys in the next one. May your arrows be green. And I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.